Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. And I'm productive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm. Verses 1 and 2, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of our Jesus, our Lord. This was going to be the last letter that Peter ever wrote. And he knew it. There had been an incredible fire in Rome. It demolished, devastated, it was awful. And at the end of the fire, people were angry. They wanted someone to be responsible. And rioting started. And Nero, who was not a big fan of Christians to begin with, thought this is a great opportunity. (laughs) So he blamed the Christians for starting the fire, although it wasn't true. And he gathered them up, and Peter was one of those that got gathered. Turn with me to verse 12. So I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body because I know that I will soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort to see that after my departure you will always be able to remember these things. My dad died with cancer and he spent his last few months in our family home and my mom took care of him and the night that he died he called her into the living room and he sat her down said Muriel there's some things there's some things I know you know but I want you to remember and that's what Peter's doing here he can't call them into the living room but he's saying I know you know these things but I want to make sure you remember I know my time is short. I want you to remember and understand God's truth. I want you to know and understand the power of Jesus. And I want you to know and understand that in order to be effective, you've just got to keep getting better. read verses 3 and 4. His divine power has given us everything we need, his meaning Jesus, for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape 
the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. He's saying, don't forget it. This is not something you can do. This is something that Jesus, through his power, can do in you. And Peter knew all about Jesus' power. He saw it firsthand. He was there when Jesus turned the water to wine. He was there and saw Jesus heal, raise people from the dead. He saw him feed thousands of people with five loaves of bread and two fish. Now, there's something I'd like to get in on. Right? He even walked on water with Jesus. Jesus died. He knew it. And three days later, Jesus appeared to him alive. He knew full well the power of Jesus. But that's not what Peter talks about in this passage. Turn with me to verse 16. We did not follow cleverly invented stories when we told you about the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty, for he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on that sacred mountain. He had all of these other events, all these powerful things, and they're not the things he's thinking about. He's thinking about the transfiguration. Matthew 17, starting at verse 1. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I'll put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud enveloped them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. This is what Peter remembers. It's not the stuff Jesus did. It's who Jesus is. He's remembering seeing Jesus in full glory. And he's telling them, remember, don't forget it. I know he's God. You know he's God. Don't forget it. It's not a fairy tale. It's not a clever story. He's God. He is absolutely God. And it's Jesus that gives us the power to keep getting better. Let's go to verse 5. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self control and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, 
They will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone doesn't have them, he is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective. Faith. In the Greek here, it means conviction, belief. The word is pistis. Goodness, ret. Excellence, valor, virtue, knowledge, gnosis full understanding and knowledge. Self-control, agratia, meaning temperance. Perseverance, hupopani, patience, endurance with hope. Godliness, subia. Holiness, piety, mutual affection, Philadelphia, brotherly love. And love in this portion is agape, benevolent, full, bountiful love. Those things are hard in this world that we live in, right? In a world where we're laughed at for having faith in God, despised, sometimes even hated, in goodness, well, that's just weak, you're soft. If you're going to be good. And looking to men for wisdom and knowledge instead of God, that's, that's the way to go, isn't it? according to the world. People living just to get what they want, having it now instead of having patience and waiting for it. And godliness, well, who, that doesn't matter. As long as what I do good is more than what I do bad, then, then that's okay. That's okay. And brotherly love, no, it's me first. And then, then if there's anything left over, then, then I'll look after somebody else. And love in this world is conditional. If you love me, I'll love you. It's broken, isn't it? It's incredibly broken. And the world is just so opposite to what God says. Isn't it? And when we fall for that, and we go along with what the world tells us, we miss out on all of the goodness that God has for us. Faith. I think it might hold me. No, faith. God makes 
the impossible possible when we have faith. And he calls us to have faith, no matter what the world is telling us around us. He calls us to something. We got to have faith. And goodness, it's not as uh, fragile as we think. We go to the store and we get eggs, right? And we say, oh, careful where we put the eggs, right? We don't want them broken. And it's true. They are, they are fragile. Well, usually they're fragile. <laughs> okay. There it is. Right? You can break it. You can break it. But if you take the same egg, right? And I'll clean that up, Brad, don't you worry. And you hold it like this, and I can put my hand on that. And I can push, now that's slippery. And I can push on that, and I can push on that, and that's not going to break. Do you know, do you know that if you take a carton of eggs and you line them all so that they're straight up and down, you can put your foot on it and not one of them will break? That is the same as God's goodness and what he wants for us. The world says it's weak. Yes, it's fragile. It's fragile because we don't use it enough. But it's strong. Lean into it. And looking to men for, all, for knowledge, well, that's kind of like looking through here and expecting to walk. I'm not going to go too far because I'm going to end up on my nose. Right? But when we look to men, that's what it is. We've got this tiny little spot. And yeah, maybe we'll get some good stuff, but, but we need to be looking to God. He allows us to see it all. We have to seek after his truth. And it's his truth only that's going to allow us to see the full picture. Right? And self-control. Who has power steering in the vehicle? Yeah. When that breaks, how fun is that? Right? You're cranking on the wheel. Self-control is the same thing. We think, or society thinks, that it's actually hurting us, that it's hard. Well, no. Self-control gets us going with circumstances and going with whims, and the next thing we know, we're going way over there. Self-control is like power steering. It allows us to turn easier. It keeps us going in the direction that we need to go. We need to be self-controlled and lean into it. Perseverance. Hmm. Can you see the engraving on this box? It's wooden. Where it's dark, my fingers are actually recessed into that. Okay? So that's been etched out. Before we move down here, that's oh, eight years ago now. Hmm. A good friend gave me this card. And on the back of the card, she wrote an amazing thing. And so I got a frame that had glass on the back. But can you see any writing now? 
It's all gone. The sun has faded it. That's what happens when we don't have perseverance. We lose it. Perseverance is like that engraving. Oh yeah, that, that darkness, that might fade a little bit, but those recesses in there, they're going nowhere. We need to have perseverance. We need to keep doing what is right, no matter how long or how hard it is. And godliness, Smarties, no, they're good, eh? <laughs> Smarties are good things. This one looks like Smarties. Smells like Smarties. But there's not a Smartie there. Godliness is looking like Smarties, smelling like Smarties, and having the Smarties. God wants us to be holy as he is holy. Don't fall for the trap of good enough and thinking that as long as what I do, as long as there's more good stuff that I do than bad stuff, I'm okay. That's not what he wants for us. He wants us to have the full box of Smarties. He wants us to be holy. Mutual affection. Can you pull up that slide for me now? Look at that. Doesn't he look fun? That crocodile, he eats all kinds of meat and he gets all kinds of stuff stuck in his teeth. I get steak stuck in my teeth. I use floss. He can't do that. So he sits on the beach with his mouth open and that little guy there, that little bird, he comes along and he picks out all the stuff out of his teeth. Right, Joyce! Any minute it could be, wham, you're gone. But it doesn't stop that little bird going. That's brotherly love. That's saying, I'm going to care for you no matter what the cost is. That's what God calls us to. And love is not conditional at all. It's not waiting for someone to fill your cup. It's saying, I see your cup's empty. Let me fill that up for you. I see you're empty. Let me fill that up for you. It's not about waiting to see if they're going to fill your cup first. That's not how God operates, is it? Did he wait for you to love him before he loved you? No. That's what we're called to do. So imagine with me. Peter is calling us into his living room. He's saying, I don't have much time left. And I know you know this, but I want you to remember it. Please remember it. He's saying first choose. Choose Jesus as your power source. You're not gonna get any better without him. 
Everything in our lives is dependent on him. He's the one that gives us all that we need. And he's the one that gives us the power to keep getting better. Peter is saying, choose. Choose to get to know him. Read your Bible. Pray. And pray isn't all about talking. It's listening. When you have a good friendship with somebody, you listen. Peter is saying, choose him as your power. Choose to get to know him. And most importantly, don't forget this. Choose to act. Choose to act. It's like sitting in a dark room, and you know there's a lamp. There's a light in the ceiling. You know the bulbs work. And you know it's connected to the power source. And you know the breakers or the fuses are good. But you refuse to get up out of your chair and go over and flick on the switch. He's saying, choose. Choose to act. Choose to act. Choose the divine nature over evil desires. Sometimes that daily, and sometimes mm, that's moment by moment. Anybody been there? Raise your hand with me. (laughs) I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching to me too. (laughs) This is what Peter is telling us. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. Choose him as your power source. Choose to know him and choose to act. Because to keep making a difference, we've got to get better. We have to keep getting better. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways.